Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 778, January 26th, 2022. We reached a high of 52 degrees on this day in 1931, and it was 26 below on this day in 1897. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, director of social media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. It's just breaking now via the uh, Star Tribune that the Biden administration today canceled two mineral leases for the proposed Twin Metals Copper Nickel Mine in northern Minnesota, likely killing a project widely condemned for being too close to the pristine Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness. The huge underground mine would have tapped major reserves of copper and nickel, nickel, minerals key to a low-carbon economy, but also posed serious risks of... God, I can't read. How are we doing? Serious (laughs) risks of contaminating the many waters surrounding it with sulfide and toxic heavy metals. Polls showed many Minnesotans did not support creating a heavy industrial operation at a gateway to the country's most visited wilderness. The U.S. Department of Interior filed its legal determination today in the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C., where a lawsuit challenging the leases was on appeal. The two minerals leases were essential for twin metals, a subsidiary of Chilean mining giant Antofagasta to develop the mine, its first major effort outside Chile. Uh, okay, but Biden, you're you're being told by whoever controls you that we're all <laughs> supposed to be in electric cars. Thank you. How are we going to make the batteries? Oh, we don't yeah. want to worry about that, Joe. It'll the guy, happen. hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. Something, Something ain't, ain't right. right. Everything's not right. Well, you close down uh, pipelines, Biden, and then you ask Arabs to produce more oil. And that's essentially the same thing he's doing here. So now what? You want uh, nine-year-old kids in Africa to he mine does. the copper and nickel? He, exactly. To make batteries so uh, uh, virtuous people who can afford them drive Teslas? What a bunch of BS. I, 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 it's a thin line to walk. I'm, I'm. You're pro clean water in the boundary. I, I absolutely am. Yes. And, but I would think, given modern technology, wasn't every assurance in the world given by Twin Metals that we're not going to screw this up? So essentially, this is just another form of grandstanding by the political class. Is that what the conclusion you're drawing? Well, they're placing the. You, what the, the left never seems to understand that what they want is always in conflict with what they need. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, you, can't, you can't demand that every automobile in America become electric if you are going to prevent the manufacture of the batteries. <laughs> you can't keep gasoline prices reasonable for a stressed American middle class by cutting off the supply of petroleum. You, you, they can't have this both ways all the time. But they think they can is the problem. It doesn't make sense I to me. I know it doesn't. 
The Department of the Interior takes seriously our obligations to steward public lands and waters on behalf of all Americans. We must be consistent in how we apply these, uh, how we apply lease terms to ensure that no lessee receives special treatment, Interior Secretary Deb Holland said in a press release. After careful legal review, we found the leases were improperly renewed in violation of applicable statutes and regulations, and we are taking action to cancel them. Okay. Uh, Twin Metal said the decision was politically motivated, and they're vowed to fight it. The federal government's reversal of its position on the mineral leases that Twin Metals Minnesota and its predecessor companies have held for more than 50 years is disappointing, but not surprising, given the series of actions the administration has taken to try and shut the door on copper nickel mining in northeast Minnesota, the couple said in a statement. We will challenge this attempt to stop our project and defend our valid existing mineral rights. Brian Hansen, chairman of Jobs for Minnesotans, a coalition of business and labor groups who support the mines, called the decision disheartening. We are outraged, Hansen said. It's the latest in a recent series of attacks on the accessibility of critical minerals and the people of Northeast Minnesota. It doesn't make sense to make this kind of decision in the face of a country needing to deal with climate change and needing to strategic meet metals to do so. Well, the climate change is a non-issue, but, uh, but what's, what's being driven by the false hysteria of climate change is this ridiculous belief that we'd be better off in electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. Well, in order to be better off in electric vehicles, you have to have copper and nickel to make batteries. So the expensive electric vehicle that we didn't want but we now must buy is going to be even more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm given to understand they actually found nickel in northern Minnesota. Yes, and copper. There's only one nickel mine in the United States. That's in Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, the UP, and it's still uh, still in use. There's only one. Wow, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you got these people like Betty McCollum who said some places are simply too special to mine. Uh, I can I can certainly understand that sentiment. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous wilderness. Yeah, it really is. But trade offs are going to have to be made. You either have to mine this stuff or quit telling me to drive an electric car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. You'll find copper in Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, uh, Nevada, and Montana. Mm-hmm. Environmental groups, of course, are hailing the decision as a victory for science, water, and communities of northern Minnesota. Uh, Becky Rahm, national chair of the campaign to save the Boundary Waters, called the decision a return of the rule of law. Chris Knopf, head of the Friends of the Boundary Waters Wilderness, noted that the victory comes on the permit opener for the Boundary Waters. This is a great victory on a day that everyone is getting their permits to celebrate the clean water and experience the wilderness, Knopf said, adding that he heard the news as he was completing his own permit application. Uh, And Betty wants us to know that For the better part of 10 years, she's been fighting to protect the pristine 1.1 million acres of the Boundary Waters Canoe Area Wilderness, B-A-W-C-B-D-W-A-B-Y-U, from toxic mining pollution. The Biden administration's cancellation of two twin metals leases that threatened this watershed is a rejection of the deeply flawed and politically motivated process under the Trump administration. Uh, We don't know that. And a victory for sound science in protecting a precious and irreplaceable natural resource. Okay, that's just breaking now. More tomorrow. uh, (laughs) And isn't it interesting that um, who runs these mines, Such? Unions. Yep. (laughs) Which political party is in the pocket of unions? 
That'd be your Dems. And uh, which party shut down this mine? Dem Dems. Yeah, <laughs> Dem Dems are going after each other. Mm-hmm. Well, Boy, what, I don't, what are you thinking there, boss? Well, I, you really need the wisdom of Solomon to divine this. It, 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 no one wants that area ruined by... Of course not. No, well, except evil Republicans. They, they of course, want it ruined, right? We, we hate. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> Screw well, nature. Hate. Yeah, no. Pave <laughs> it. Well, uh... Okay. And by the way, I guarantee... More Republicans or, or those that are like-minded have used that area than your typical metro area Democrat, wouldn't you say? Uh, Such, or I mean, uh, Reavers, we're the ones that roll up there, though, in our uh, smoky, stinky uh, snowmobiles and side-by-sides and off-road trucks and chainsaws. Gas-guzzling Gas-guzzling. Carbon spewing. They spew. They spew. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we really are. We're the devil's uh, love child is, is what we are. <laughs> Well, I don't know where the lawsuit would go from here. I don't know what Twin Metals has up their sleeve. But I, I wish this would get consistent, Biden. Stop your uh, hectoring about electric vehicles if you're going to step in and prevent the mining of the materials needed to make the batteries that run the electric vehicles. Isn't this situation? Shouldn't this just be a situation where uh, conservatives, people on the right, Republicans, just sit back and, and watch uh, them eat eat each other alive? Right. Because the union versus jobs versus pollution versus they're just going to eat each other alive. I, I, I let's, let's I, just let them do that. Yeah. All right, we have some news here. Unless, of course, you have a family that depends on mining, and then, uh, oh boy, then I feel for you. Go ahead. Hennepin County public safety officials say a wanted fugitive is back in custody <laughs> after failing to return to jail following a furlough to attend a funeral because uh, Regina Chu let this idiot out. That's right. Members of the Violent Offender Task Force located Shavirio Kavirion Childs-Young inside a vehicle in North Minneapolis and with help from the Minnesota State Patrol in its helicopter, followed him to a mall in Brooklyn Center. During the pursuit, the Hennepin County Sheriff's Office say Childs Dash Young attempted to flee, but the violence, uh, the violent offender task force members used their vehicles to box him in against a brick storefront. When they approached to remove the fugitive from the vehicle, law enforcement learned there was an infant in the car. Oh, man. Fortunately, the child was not injured. Child's young is 18, but his uh, uh, criminal record is lengthy. Violent crimes, weapons violations, skipping court hearings. He was last charged uh, in late November with having a loaded pistol with an extended magazine in his car after previously being ordered by a judge to not have firearms. Child's dash young was in custody on those charges, but was released from jail in early January by Judge Regina Chu to allegedly attend a funeral, which obviously he did not do and never had any intention of returning. And the only thing I can say is that he's really, really stupid because that was your chance to flee, you dummy. Right. Get the hell out of here. Brooklyn Center. Go terrorize some (laughs) other city. Do you think, much like what we had to do when we were in school, we had to bring back the the program from the funeral we attended to verify that we were there? Do you think Regina Chu made him do that? 
The case triggered pleas for accountability across the entire criminal justice system, echoing what a group of Metro police chiefs recently communicated to Hennepin County Attorney Mike Freeman. Keep dangerous criminals off the street and communities uh, and keep communities safe. That requires cooperation and vigilance from law enforcement prosecutors and judges. Something novel has to come up here. Something novel has to be invented. Um, do we have the manpower? Um, so cases in the future where they can be escorted to and from the funeral? And oh, that's a great question. And would that be county, city, state, or fed? Probably county. The other thing I was thinking of, I'm playing off an email I no longer have in front of me, but I saw it. Why aren't we using more advanced technology to keep tracks of these idiots like Childs Dash Young? Like an ankle bracelet? Well, but something even more telling than that, something that would, uh, that would give, give authority. Oh. Chip them. Okay. Yeah, give him a vaccine chip. Give the authorities chip the him. instant ability to press a button and see where he is. As long as these morons like Chu are going to let these guys out, there should be some means. After his three-hour furlough went by and he didn't return, the somebody should have been able to press a button and see a map, and there's the blinking light. There yep. he is right let's, there. Let's ping him. Let's ping find him. out or where he is. Ping let's him. ping him. Or how ping some people you know, with the uh, invisible fencing you know, around their yard, maybe something like that. Yeah, okay, Chris, something like that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, my God, you don't you have the ability on a, on a cell phone to uh, track your kids if you want to, to see where they've been or where they're going? You can right, track but their it's, phone. It's, it's their phone. Okay. Uh, boy, I, I don't want to be the one no, who No, we says, give them, like Chris said, we give them the COVID shot. We all know that tracks that's, us. Yep. That's it. Yeah, now the government right can follow him everywhere. <laughs> No, there's got to be a means where he, an, uh, something he could not remove be placed around his wrist or ankle or what have you. Oh. Well, the, yeah, I, can't you use an ankle bracelet, right? They're not no, removable they, unless you it, cut no, them. I mean. Yeah, they cut them off. Uh, they got to put it on his swimsuit area. You don't want to put a knife near that. No. Or you make it out of material that cannot be cut off, and you have a, the technology uh, embedded into the system that uh, you, you – where's this uh, caveo? Oh, just a minute. Um, let me press this button here. He was number two one eight right now. Uh, two one eight. Oh, there he is. He's over on. Uh, he's over on. Uh, he's over by Lake of the Isles. The Let's... old school ball and chain. Ball and chain. Big giant. <laughs> like a ball. Looney Tunes cartoon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, I don't know why you're poo pooing the technology aspect of this. Because there will always be a way for these people to get around. Not it. this guy. He's too stupid. There's, there's one simple solution, and it's right in front of. All of our face in front of their faces. We already know the answer. Jail. Don't don't let them out in the first place. In the first place. Here's yeah. a novel concept. Yeah. Well, let me tell you something else. Can I can I just share a really quick story about a funeral that uh, reminded me of something? Is this where I have to hit the screeching tire? I'm I'm gonna be willing to be at the risk of the screeching tire, but uh, <laughs> when I was going to school in Mankato, my buddy Pete. Also, it had nothing to do with the fact that this was the Friday after a, hol- a Halloween night. Mm-hmm. He wasn't feeling too well the next morning and said that he wasn't going to be able to make it. He had to attend a funeral. Mm-hmm. And the uh, professor said, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. When he got back to class on Monday, he said, you know, I know you missed the exam on Friday. So here's how I'll let you get out of it. I want you to write a story about your grandfather yeah. <laughs> in elaborate detail, even though Pete made the whole thing up. And... Uh, yeah, he, he got busted that way because the professor said you have to write a That's piece. That's a great story. Mm. I thought Thank it was you pretty, for that. You'll recall a fellow named Norman <laughs> Darnell Tony, 34 years old. 
who crashed his car uh, into a, the car uh, of a 40-year-old pediatric oh, the physician. Doctor, yes, on 280. And yes. I promised I would try to keep keep up with that, and I, I did a check today. It's very interesting when you call the Ramsey County Adult Det- Detention Center. Uh, it must be that a lot of the so-called loved ones of the incarcerated call, so there's a variety of buttons you can press to leave a, mess, a voicemail for your loved one. And, and there's also a way that I could find out if what I really wanted to know, of course, is Norman Darnell Tony in jail. And he is. You, so that's public information? Yeah, you just he is home. in jail. Huh. Has been since he murdered the uh, physician. And his uh, court appearance is March 16th. And he's charged with vehicular homicide. He's in on two cases, parole viola- felony parole violation, criminal vehicular homicide, uh, and God knows what else. He's 34 years old. And he, uh, I, I, as bad as things are, I would have been really surprised if he wasn't in jail. Oh, that would be. I, 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 although that wouldn't have surprised me. I guess it would what have did surprised I say? me. I was, it, yes, it would have surprised was, me. Yeah. But I would have come to grips with it quickly, realizing these people are idiots. Uh, and he's been, he was caught that night, of course, that was in early November, hmm. out at County Road 96 in Hamlin and Arden Hills, and this poor innocent doctor just suffered the uh, consequences. He was going so fast, he severed the car in right. half. Right. Hmm. What, it was 104, right? Wasn't that his clocked estimated speed? Mm-hmm. 103, the speedometer was stuck at 103. He was driving a Cadillac SRX, which was found upside down in a pond. Uh, Tony only had minor injuries. The man was pronounced dead that night. As of November, we do not know the name of that man, and the family has requested his name not be released. Police did confirm he was from Arden Hills and was a pediatric physician on his way to work. Oh, man. Tony was uncooperative with police and in jailhouse conversations with his mother, claimed the man had jumped out in front of him and that he was being set up because I'm a black man. No, no, no you're no. just a bad guy. I don't give a damn what color you are. You shouldn't have been on the... He had prior felony convictions for burglary and assault. His criminal record includes convictions for DWI, drugs, domestic abuse, speeding, driving with a revoked license, lying to police, and violating an order for protection. He was released from prison last summer. His next court appearance is March 16th. So there's the update. I know some emailers are wanting, wondering about that, given the, the nature of the judge chews that we're surrounded by. Uh, was, is this fellow, in fact, in jail? And yes, yes, he is. May I ask a question? Yes. When you spent time in the jail at the Ramsey County... Um, I was never in the Ramsey County. Oh, okay. Were, were, were your family, were they able to call to see if you were still in, in jail? They, uh, they did not want to. The, uh, Did a, a a rousing rendition of Jailhouse Rock break out when you were there? Yeah. <laughs> you were jamming Rang with the my guy spoon in on the, the bars. Yeah. Come on, cell, let's go. Cell Block A or however the lyrics yeah. go. <laughs> Say out at EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 and down uh, uh, in Forest Lake, downtown Forest Lake. There's still $200 off all Bintelli e-bikes and Yamaha Power Assist bikes. And you buy it now, they'll store it for you until spring. Come and, on. And Tim is a little concerned about this supply chain problems existing and ultimately would be driving up the prices of electric bike come this spring. Uh, 
right now you're getting it at last year's price, and they'll store it. Bentelli Scooters at $12.99, that includes free winter storage, and they turn every urban errand into an adventure. Price increases will be hitting this spring. Could be as much as $500 to $1,000 a scooter, depending on the model. You can still save now because Tim Bloom at EcoFund has extended his Christmas sale all the way through the month of July. I think I can say that. You sure? Because I invented that. You sometimes oh, get yeah. in trouble yeah. for saying yeah. that. Yeah. Full line of Yamaha equipment. They'll get your sled ready for the winter. Still a lot of snowmobiling left. Uh, Yamaha clothing and caps. Uh, youth recreational equipment. Stop by. It's great. Uh, and the service is great. In fact, they called me the other day and said, we found a nail in your tire. Uh, we can we can fix that. And I said, nah, let's time for new tires. They said, okay, we'll put new tires on it. Been driving around with that nail in there seven, all summer. <laughs> because that's that scooter's 2017. Five and seven is 12. It'll be five years old this June. New Why tires. not put rubber there on you it? Go. Put some new tires on it, and then I'll be ready to take it back in the spring from EcoFun Motorsports in downtown Forest Lake. Jailers, it's Reavers here for Everest Men's Health. How about in the new year? One of the things you can focus on is better health. Are you experiencing any of the following? Maybe a lack of energy, a decrease in strength or endurance, decrease in enjoyment of just life in general, or libido? Call my friends at Everest Men's Health. Whether it's a deterioration in your work performance or just feeling sleepiness after dinner, are you just tired of feeling exhausted? You see, when your health suffers, oftentimes other areas of your life are going to suffer as well. But with Everest Men's Health, that all can change. I'm living proof. From signs of low testosterone to other deficiencies, they examine every area important to a man's overall health, which allows them to develop an easy-to-follow plan that will ensure your success. It doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of health. Now's the time to come to Everest and take the first steps towards realizing your best health possible. Contact them today to schedule a $50 testosterone check that includes a complete body composition screening and a consultation with one of their health medical experts. They have three fantastic clinics ready to help you out with your overall health in Woodbury, Plymouth, and Egan. Or just go on Line right now to everestmenshealth.com and get started today. Hey, I got an email. <laughs> Cinnamon girls! John, you tell your son if he likes any more of my tweets, I'm gonna I'm gonna block him. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let him don't, know. Don't he doesn't believe, know the rules. Like leave the rest me alone on Twitter. <laughs> Friends are not supposed to. Anyway, I want to talk about Seafoam, a wonderful product in the world of bad gas seafoam. They've got an ill, uh, they've got a cure for, how's it go? A cure for every ill that ails your cylinders. Yeah, that's what I wanted to say. And that includes transmissions and even rusty parts. And uh, Seafoam Top Engine Cleaner, this has become my favorite uh, carb cleaner. A couple of blasts in, into your like main jets or pilot jets if you have to pull them, followed by a, a blast from the air compressor. Oh, it makes those jets shiny and new and perform right up to factory specs. And remember, I want you to reminisce with me, GLers. Remember bugs on your windshields? Ah, bugs. Uh, there's also a Bugs Be Gone product available from Seafoam. Uh, but the engine additive, of course, that's the one we all use. It's amazing. It's designed and used for cleaning parts in your engine, like intake valves, carburetor, uh, passageways, other parts that build up carbon it safely gets rid of that carbon proven and trusted and available the world over everywhere truly a wonderful product in a world of bad gas we're talking seafoam i don't want to sound like a concerned euphorian but you mentioned bugs 
bugs, yes. There aren't any. Um, that's uh, because it's winter. No, no. Last summer I took two car trips. No bugs. I think we decided. Yeah, we did. We, we did talk about this. We decided that that was because it was so dry. Uh, I, because I, I yeah. had the same thing. I, it was the same for me, too. Well, I can tell you this. Okay. I had many a mile on a lot of country roads driving to various town ball games. Yep. I probably scrubbed my vehicle once or twice a week because of the bugs. Well, that's a different experience <clears throat> I had, and I was in countryside for these two. These but are old car you're trips. you're driving during the day. Bugs uh, come that out was at true. night. Yeah, yep. yeah they're, they're night creatures. And Kenny is nocturnal. probably right, because of how dry the summer was, the mosquitoes were down. But obviously because a lot of people were using mosquito shield. Walls has got to be defeated in the election. I'll say. Yeah. Uh, my God in heaven, Tim, what are you thinking? Uh, he wants to spend $5.1 billion, essentially a kind of a separate budget from the budget. He oh, to, he you could to, do that? He wants to create a new $5.1 billion to spend on kids, schools, and parents. And he said, uh, this is why I ran for governor. To be honest with you, I did not plan on being a public health expert. Well, you didn't become one. <laughs> So he, he's taking the projected $7.7 billion budget surplus that gives state leaders uh, room for additional spending when lawmakers return to the Capitol Monday for the next legislative session. But many of the elements of the governor's proposal face a difficult path in the divided legislature. Senate Republicans called Walls' proposal Tuesday a spending spree. That's exactly what it is. Come on, you guys got Wendy Anderson holding up the Northern, yeah. the state that works. And 50 years later, we don't work. Nope. We don't work competently. You Walls, there's no definitive correlation between the amount of money spent, which is more than half the state's budget now goes to education. You realize that? Yep. And there's no definitive correlation, no evidence provided, not one single shred of evidence that additional money spent on education results in academic achievement. But we get this same preposterous BS every time. The earlier we start supporting kids, the better chance they have for success, said Hilltop Elementary School Principal Dave Lostetter, who has a two-week-old baby at home. His family had struggled to find child care and got the last opening at a center that he said was convenient but expensive. This was because Walls was making a, uh, uh, Walls and Lieutenant Governor Penny, uh, uh, Peggy Flanagan, vetoed, uh, what the hell's wrong with my voice Not today? Not sure. I don't know. Visited uh, a school uh, somewhere in Invergrove Heights. Uh, and, and he just, he buys into this nonsense about we must throw more money at education. This is, a, this is aside from the current budget. This would be a separate deal. You mistakenly said $5.1 billion, by the way. It can't be that much. It's got to be $5.1 million. <laughs> $5.1 billion. Oh. Billion. Huh. huh. Joe, I don't know what you're worried about. You're going to get your 350 bucks. Come I don't on. think I am. <laughs> Why not? Oh. Last year, okay. Senate Republicans passed record funding for schools, a 2.5% increase this year, a 2% increase next year. And Minnesota schools received $3 billion from Congress. Senate Education Committee Chair Roger Chamberlain, Republican Lionel Lake, said in a statement, throwing more money onto schools without addressing literacy and allowing kids and educators to catch up is the wrong direction. They must prevail. This has to be stopped. This is insanity. 
But the problem is, who, who do they? What do you always say? Where does the buck stop? So this must account for the. If I'm, if, help me, John. The, if he's going to spend a little more than two billion to send checks out to Minnesota, oh, this is the surplus this money. Is, this is the five point. So there goes the surplus. None of it saved. None of it saved responsibly. And nope. if That's you if you spend point. if you put five point one billion uh, in an additional almost a complementary budget to education, that's for programs then that will never go away and will always need five point one billion. Mm-hmm. Get it? I do. Mm-hmm. I think I get it. Hold on, I'm going to do some quick math here. Holy mackerel! You're onto on something. Of course Kenny. I am. I'm the mayor. Kenny gets a uh, Christmas bonus. Kenny owes bills, but Kenny also wants a fancy new fish house. What does Kenny do? <laughs> they want to create paid leave. They want to pay parents for child care. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Care. Hold on here. One second. Yeah. So the I just Googled uh, Minnesota population 2021, and it's estimated to be around 5.7 million mm-hmm. in 2021. Okay. Mm-hmm. $175, which I know it's only for adults. I get all that. But even if every single person, according to the latest census data, mm-hmm. was given $175, that still doesn't even come to $1 billion. Mm-hmm. So that's probably, what, half of that, given the fact that... I, the biggest concern you- here is if Wall succeeds in the creation of this new $5.1 billion spending plan, that's a... That'll result in bureaucracies and employees and departments that will constantly be needing the five point one billion, Going which forward. will become mm-hmm. six point two billion, which will become mm-hmm. seven billion. It's irresponsible. He's an irresponsible guy. And and believe me, Walls, you you didn't become an expert on public health. Wait, I thought you knew more today than you did in March of twenty twenty. Me? No, that's been your phrase. As you oh, mask okay. up, boys. Mask up. That'll stop it. In other words, he's saying this is why I ran for the governor. Meaning, I ran for governor so I could create ways to spend more money on on education because mm-hmm. that's his background. Mm-hmm. Of course, that's his yeah. background. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I did not plan on becoming a public health expert. Which seems to me that he's that's the equivalent Don't of worry. saying. I really got gypped w- with what I wanted to do. I I landed in here, and I can say the word gypped, can I? Or is that, a, is that sensitive to people? Uh, Who knows? I, I really got taken down a notch because I had to deal with a uh, with a pandemic. I had never any intention to do that. What I wanted to do was come in here and just fatten the hell out of the education budget. <laughs> well, he just said it. Yeah, he did. Jeez. But you can't be a candidate in this state that, uh, that, that comes out and is against something like this because then, of course, you're labeled as... Well, you don't believe in kids getting a, a proper yeah. education. That's because people are morons. Kids? Yeah, why do you hate kids? <laughs> but do, do you guys get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even uh-huh. if we gave everyone a 100, if my two kids got a $175 check, that still is less than $1 billion. You could start them on their college fund. Sure. Like we give every newborn in St. Paul 50 bucks. Is that's going to really help? It wouldn't even buy them a textbook. It wouldn't in get them out of the hospital if they had to stop at the pharmacy. <laughs> no. <laughs> Egypt mm. uh, is number one on the eleven uh, most common racist words and phrases. <laughs> well, meaning defrauded, swindled, cheated. Uh, it's a derivative of the word gypsy, which is a derogatory name 
for the Roma, Romani, Romani people? Romanian people. Yeah, no. Uh, well, Romani. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so, he got cheated out of his, uh, so, the fantasy he had uh, to be the governor who was going to spend more on education. That's right. Because more than half the state's budget is already spent on it, and it's failing miserably. And that's why we have to create a separate program, Joe, because now this will actually work. Well, members of the Metropolitan Council are expected to consider a measure today that will increase the price tag of the Southwest Light Rail Line by another $210 million. <laughs> It's only $210 million. That figure includes $40 million to be paid in the next 60 days by the regional planning body under a proposed settlement with the project's civil construction contractor, Lunda McCrossan Joint Venture, to cover costs already incurred after a series of change orders approved uh, by the uh, deal. What a freaking boondoggle this has become. Mm-hmm. The its other current part- cost is $2.2 billion. But they don't know whether that's the final budget number. Hey. <laughs> like we're playing a game show. This is unbelievable. <laughs> we are so poorly led. We are so poorly led in every area. What were you going to say, Johnny? I, no, I was just going to say, Chris, uh, the other part of that money that Joe was talking about, yeah. because you're right, it'd be under uh, a billion, but frontline workers would get $1,500 payments. Those would go to 667000 Workers. Oh, I didn't that, know that. And yeah. that is yeah. that is why it go to two point. I think you said seven billion. Joe, okay. For the uh, economic. Uh, well, uh, how much payout. goes to each worker, John? Does it say uh, how much? Fifteen hundred dollars to. Let's see. Walls's economic package includes a billion for frontline workers, from people working in healthcare or long-term care facilities to childcare workers, grocery store staff, and retail employees. Estimated 667,000 workers would get $1,500 payments. Oh, big, big, big arguments could be had on who qualifies yep. as a frontline. What about all the freight people? Uh, the people that forward your freight, that receive your freight, that ship your freight, that uh, truck and drive and railroad your freight. And how come if they can work? How come a frontline workers can work. Yep, I know exactly if, where you're if going. If nurses can work and doctors can work and fast food clerks can work and f- people in the freight business can work, why can't the teachers? Mm. For the most part, they have been this school year. Unions, Joe, unions. <laughs> but I, I, but you know I absolutely agree with you. Hey, dum-dums, hmm. we didn't miss any work due to COVID. Nope. Frontline workers, aren't Where's we? My Where's my 15? Where's my 15? Yeah, you guys are all Hell. comfortable inside your own homes, those couple of months. I get $15. I did, <laughs> I did the damn show when I had COVID. Come on. That's I true. sat here yeah. at my desk That's and true. did the show. Uh, keep this in mind, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> Southwest current cost is $2.2 billion, but Metropolitan Council officials would not say Tuesday whether that's the final budget number. And a spokeswoman for the council declined to comment on the proposal. You know what this is? This is a bigger boondoggle than the Central Pacific going through America. What now? Uh, it, it, you're talking the railroad, right? Right. right. The, the light rail, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Doc Durant, one of the biggest criminals in the history of the United States, built the uh, built the Pacific Railroad. Yeah. One of the biggest criminals we've ever had. But yeah. wasn't that at least at least used? Because uh, this this Southwest line isn't. Uh, it's being so. You're saying they're bigger 
criminals than Dr. Rand. <laughs> Kenny, yes. I've made this argument, and I always get emails from people that are either working on the, and I'm not, I'm not insulting them. What I'm saying is this light rail, the Southwest line, was built for me. Right? The guy that lives in the Southwest Metro that works downtown. Right, right. I'm never getting on this thing because it's going to take me six and a half days to get to work. Yeah. Stop. It's, it's not practical Stop. for me. Stop. Yeah, exactly. Stop. Oh, God. I'd go crazy. <laughs> they stop because they, they're, they're always in a constant uh, frenetic rush to create more European-sounding uh, stops. What's this one out in front called? Westgate. Westgate. So, uh, Westgate, uh, my ass. You're coming up on Prospect Park. So, we know Park. you you don't ride the Southwest light rail, but, but if, if I did. Do... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. You, did you read the part two where it, it's being delayed? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. did read that well, part. Here, okay. I can give it that. Another three years, because wasn't it supposed to originally open this summer? Yeah, something like that, Chris. <laughs> Uh, construction of the 14-and-a-half-mile line began in 2018, but progress was slowed when builders needed to make substantial changes. Those changes included altering the design and construction of a tunnel in the Kenilworth Corridor, yep. building a $93 million wall to separate freight and light rail trains west of Target Field, yep. and adding back the Eden Prairie Town Center Station, which had been cut earlier to save costs. So we... We save costs to add more at the end. I got gotcha. you. The council announced a year ago that the cost of building the line, which will link downtown Minneapolis with Eden Prairie, would exceed the then price tag of $2 billion, and that passenger service would not begin until 2023. Since then, the council has not released an updated budget number or provided more guidance on when the line will open. <laughs> Uh, the Met Council agrees that at least another 34 months will be needed to complete the work, but it's unclear <laughs> when opening day for the line will come. Wow. When some unelected fool can get a big and toy scissors and cut the ribbon. Remember when this debuted years ago? What was the uh, what was the big park that we wiped out and all the euphorians went nuts? Well, I, I thought there was a lot of controversy as it uh, negotiated around the lakes region over there, Lake yeah, of the Isles. Yeah, the precious people. Yeah. Um, well, I don't blame them. What's let me hell? tell you something. I'm glad that I got to experience that area around the east side and north side of Cedar Lake when it was nothing but weeds and uh, the debauchery that went on there during the day was <laughs> yeah. just legendary. It I was. mean... It's stuff that I will never admit to my kid. Yeah. Stuff that went on, and now it's not even light, on his deathbed. It's light rail and it's bike trails and it's paved and patrolled and beautiful. Those people would be shocked if they knew what went on there, right in the middle of the day. Why don't we return with uh, our newsman? Uh, yeah. Memories. Yeah. <laughs> The 31st Annual 2022 Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show returns to the Minneapolis Convention Center Friday, February 18th through Sunday, Feb 20. Grab your foursome. Get ready for your first round of 2022. See all the Choice Bank Minnesota Golf Show has to offer, including great deals on drivers, irons, putters, and accessories. Nab great deals on the best golf apparel around. This is where I get my golf gloves every year. Take advantage of special offers from your favorite courses and destination golf resort vacations while you're there. Plus, take lessons from 
from the pros and be ready to own your golf game in 2022. And as an added bonus, yes, Garage Logic will broadcast live from 11:30 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Friday, Feb 18. Tickets are now on sale for just $12. Compliments of TwinCitiesGolf.com. Each ticket purchase includes 10 free greens free passes and three bonus passes if you purchase online. Find all show details at minnesotagolfshow.com presented by Choice Bank, your select Minnesota Buick, GMC dealers, Nelson Marine, and Second Swing. It's Reavers here once again for Chill Boys and ChillBoys.com. Boy, I have to tell you, one of the things that makes living in this state this time of the year a little bit less miserable is bamboo long underwear. That's now available online at ChillBoys.com. Fast and free for all orders across the entire United States of America, by the way. Over $40. Fast and free through ChillBoys.com. Go online. See the entire selection of bamboo performance boxers, uh, bamboo boxer briefs. They are the best underwear you will ever own and it doesn't matter where you live if you're in carver minnesota or if you're in phoenix arizona you can get the same treatment if you go online and place your order at chillboys.com give the gift of comfort no matter what time of the year it is go online chillboys.com please place your order with the best customer service team around and let them know that you heard about their product right here on the garage logic podcast is that his cylinder index or his golf score? Either way, it's a big number. Here's Joe Suchere. I love this. More new music from Dylan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our Dylan, Dylan Height. So I'm thinking yes. there's got to be a Hall of Fame for uh, American-built products. Uh, and if there is one, uh, I'm I'm bringing. I, I've got a ballot, of course, and I'm bringing uh, the Liberty Safe to the table. Maple Grove Lock and Safe, they offer the Liberty Safe. And it's made, yeah, not only made right here in the United States, but it's made using materials only uh, you can find, only procured from the United States of America. And uh, thankfully, good for us, the Franklin model, it was so popular. Uh, Liberty has brought that back, and that's really good for us, a great unit. Even better for us, Rich, the owner of uh, Maple Grove Lock and Safe, he's got over 140 safes in stock right now to protect our valuables, firearms, whatever. Uh, Rich, good old Rich, he's a matchmaker, he's a people person, he's going to make sure you get the right unit uh, to fit your needs and obviously your uh, your money. Um, people person i don't get that but rich is a great guy maplegrovelockandsafe.com he's doing full residential commercial lock safe and security services in maple grove for what is it it's been like 30 years 6901 east fish lake road is the address on the web maplegrovelockandsafe.com here's john height Thank you, Joe. One uh, sports note before we get to news. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa will be the new Vikings general manager. He had been one of two finalists, Ryan Poles being the other. Poles, though, was hired by the Chicago Bears to be their GM on Tuesday. Adolfo Mensa is the Browns vice president of football operations at the moment. For that, he spent seven years working uh, for the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Vikings, of course, still have to name a coach now. In news, the defense attorneys for a man accused of killing a youth baseball coach last summer during a drive-by shooting on Highway 169 have asked a judge to throw out a grand jury indictment. The grand jury indicted 34-year-old Jamal Smith in October on charges of first-degree murder, second-degree murder, and being a prohibited person in possession of a firearm in connection with the killing of 56-year-old Jay Boughton on July 6th in Plymouth. 
A motion filed in Hennepin County District Court claims the grand jury process that resulted in the indictment was tainted, both procedurally and through the evidence presented to jurors. Attorneys Emmett Donnelly and Kellen Dotson pointed out that one juror was on their cell phone during the proceedings. That juror said they had just checked their email, had not sent any correspondence. The defense took issue with the state prosecutors not investigating the matter further. The defense also argued jurors had been exposed to media coverage that related to price, uh, precise details about the many aspects of the case. Motion hearings have been scheduled for February 7th and March 4th. Smith remains in custody in the Hennepin County Jail, bail set at $3.5 million. John, does that, reading between the lines, is, is this them trying to in some way get a mistrial? Is that what they're aiming yeah, for here? Yeah, just a procedural thing. I, I'm, I'm guessing both those will be shot down okay, if they made good. it through court originally. I, you I'm had no me legal worried. expert. I know, but I'm you no. had me worried there with some of that verbiage. Because if this guy walks, that's, Joe, you talked about, well, Sorry. Yeah, that, that's, I don't think. This that's guy right. cannot walk. This I guy is an absolute POS. Mm -hmm. uh, police arrested Robbinsdale City Council member Tyler Klein after a wrong way crash into pursuit. A criminal complaint says that police responded to the report of a crash caused by a driver who was going the wrong way near Highway 100 northbound at Brooklyn Boulevard. Ain't just nothing 12... the sheriff wouldn't have tried. 12.30 in the morning on Monday. <laughs> He'd been drinking. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let's this this is good. Let's compare. Excuse me. Let's compare sentencing here. Oh, <laughs> good one, yeah. Kenny. Yeah. Officers determined the suspect vehicle to be a gray Dodge Caravan after it drove away from the crash and traveled southbound in the northbound lanes. Oh, the complaint con complaint continues to say that a Crystal police officer saw the van going south in that northbound lane in the exit lane of Highway 100 to France Avenue North. The officer hit the emergency lights of a squad car, tried to stop the vehicle from entering the highway. The complaint says that Klein made eye contact with the officer and then fled by driving around the squad car. Klein then continued heading south in the northbound lanes of Highway 100. Crystal Police Sergeant tried a maneuver to stop the vehicle. The van still driving in the opposite lane then exited at County Road 81. Police said they then drove a squad car into the van and stopped the pursuit. Klein was then physically removed from the van after police said he refused commands from officers. He smelled of alcohol, had bloodshot eyes, and poor balance, according to officers. Police arrested Klein, took him to the New Hope Police Department, where he blew a .20 blood alcohol concentration. Wasn't that the same stretch of 100 that killed the, the Timberwolves player? Mm -hmm. Malik somebody. Malik Seeley, right? Yeah. Wasn't Malik that his Seeley. name? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Was that up there? I thought it was down around Excelsior. Oh, it I might have been. Seven. I just remember it was a Highway 100, so I didn't know it if it was It was 100. Same. Okay. Yeah, it was. Authorities have charged a man with stealing an unoccupied Metro Mobility bus. It was left running on a frigid St. Paul morning, then leading police on a multi-city pursuit until his arrest several hours later. He didn't know he could drive a bus. He didn't know he could drive a bus. 31-year-old Brandon Bros of Minneapolis charged in Ramsey County District Court last week with two felonies, motor vehicle theft and fleeing police in connection with the chase Thursday that went through St. Paul, Woodbury, Matamidi, White Bear Township, White Bear Lake, and Roseville. Wow, was Grandma in the back screaming and yelling? <laughs> Nobody was with him. Okay. Uh, Bros remains jailed in lieu of $15,000 bail ahead of a court appearance on February 7th. Uh, prosecutors say this same fella is also being investigated for two other recent Metro Mobility bus thefts. 
The complaint says the driver of the bus told police she started the bus shortly before 4 a.m. outside the facility for First Student, which is located just north of the St. Paul downtown airport. She said she drove it to her personal vehicle, got out to grab some items from her personal vehicle, and the bus was stolen when she left it running. With the aid of GPS tracking on the bus, law enforcement had determined the uh, many east metro cities where the vehicle traveled. And at about 9.15 in the morning, a sheriff's deputy tailed the bus from Roseville to Western and Minnehaha Avenues in St. Paul. Deputies saw the driver ignore stop signs and break other traffic laws. Deputies found well, the bus in the... That's <laughs> probably normal for those <laughs> sort of vehicles. Deputies eventually located the bus in the 800 block of Edmond Avenue where it was stopped where it had stopped and was unoccupied. Bros, though, was spotted walking nearby. A deputy told him he was suspected of stealing the bus. Seized from him, a syringe and a glass bubble typically used to smoke methamphetamine. A search of the bus revealed that its cameras were covered in shaving foam. Surveillance video showed that Bros put the shaving foam on the cameras about 30 minutes. <laughs> they could see his face as he's spraying oh, yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah. Walks <laughs> right up to it, looks yeah, at it, yeah. sprays it on. Yeah. He did that about 30 minutes after the bus was stolen. At the time of pursuit, two arrest warrants out for bros for burglary and another for auto theft. So, uh, Such, have you accidentally opened up an S-storm on Twitter that uh, you didn't know was going to happen just by uh, just an innocent tweet? And no. the next thing you know, you've got pages and pages and no. pages of comments. No. I made the mistake once of uh, taking note that a, uh, one of these buses was involved in a crash and discovered that uh, 100% of motorists hate metro mobility yeah, buses really yeah yeah and uh ever since then i i just i, I just don't say anything <laughs> that's probably wise <laughs> those uh those comments were all over today too. the story on twitter yeah. where the story popped up it was yeah. followed by that kind of thing well yeah. i think i get why though they seem to be at least in my personal viewing they seem to be a bit more aggressive than regular uh, oh, it's one extreme or the other from what I've read, Chris. I've only it's encountered slow-moving ones. Yeah, oh. it's either over-the-top slow or extremely aggressive. As in, like, pulling out no, no matter if you were about six Mirrors? inches from the intersection. What the hell? Mirrors? Yeah, what, right. what are they? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Signals? <laughs> Come on. Police are looking for a man who robbed a St. Anthony thrift store at gunpoint. The man walked out of the Hidden Treasures thrift store on the 2900 block of Pentagon Drive. Made away Drive. with 26 bucks. A thrift well, store. We <laughs> talked that about be this. A off? Yeah, we talked about this off air yesterday yeah. after the show, and I thought, this is very strange. You'd rob a thrift store. Yeah. Uh, he did get away with $200 and a red duffel bag filled with miscellaneous clothing. Huh. So, in other words, he had been shopping before. Sure. He, he walked up to the counter and he uh, started talking to the clerk. And finally pulled a gun and said it was a robbery. The uh, man described that's got to uh, be robbery. an awkward segue, isn't it? Yeah, how you doing today? Hey, weather kind of cold, huh? Yeah. Got some underpants, yeah. some warm socks, a hat, and a scarf. And uh, oh, by the way, by the way, give me all your money. I'm gonna need all that. I, I don't. Uh, I know maybe you don't throw a, a shop at thrift stores, Kenny. I do. They don't, they don't sell underwear. You, you can't buy underpants. The there. very first one I went into, the Fergus Falls Salvation Army no, in the no, late seventies. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, the drawer said underwear. I opened it up. 
It was full. I was laughing so hard. I I was asked to leave the facility, and I laid out in the parking lot, just bawling my head off because I was laughing so hard. God, yeah, that's yeah. disturbing. Uh, Joe, you know when yeah. you're when you're going shopping, when was the last time you set foot inside a thrift store? I'm not sure I have. Oh, okay. Sure They're a good place to find things that could uh, have you wind up on Antiques Roadshow. Oh yeah. That's why a lot of people shop those kind of Call places. me crazy. I love myself a Goodwill. Yeah. I do, too. I yep. love Goodwill. I yep. tell you what I love. Uh, I love the album section, the CD section, and the book section. I just go there, and my wife looks at everything else. Is that yep. where you found your copy of Sooch? <laughs> well, I... No, it isn't. Oh. <laughs> you can get them. I know. Uh, you can get them. I found uh, that at an antique store. Actually, yeah. Yeah. I have three of them now. By the way, yeah, I should probably sell some of those. Buying them, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> I think I still have like twenty copies of the the best and zest of Klobuchar. Yeah. Uh, no thrift store will take them. No. Justice Stephen Breyer will step down from the Supreme Court at the end of his current term. Breyer is one of three remaining liberal justices, and his decision to retire after more than 27 years on the court will allow President Biden to appoint a successor who could serve for several decades and in the short term maintain the current 6-3 split between conservative and liberal justices. At 83, Breyer is the court's oldest member. Liberal activists have urged him for months to retire while Democrats hold both the White House and the Senate. Appointed by President Bill Clinton, Breyer came to the Supreme Court in 1994. He became one of the court's moderate to liberal members, though he often said it was misleading to label Supreme Court justices in those terms. He believed that interpreting the Constitution should be based on practical considerations changing with the times. That put him at odds with conservative justices who said the court must be guided by the original tent of the founders. In an interview, he said, the reason that I do that is because law in general, I think, grows out of communities of people who have some problems that they want to solve. Uh, it sounds like most of this will happen uh, in June. He will uh, be done then, and then they'll start the process of finding another justice. Russia's top diplomat today promising to take appropriate measures if the West responds to Moscow's security demands is not found to be constructive. The U.S. agreed with Russia that it would answer questions regarding NATO's military presence in the region. The Kremlin accusing the West of a military expansion that raises security concerns for Moscow. The report said Ukraine had no objections to the U.S. responses. Russia is seeking sweeping security measures and the guarantee that Ukraine will not be allowed to join the transatlantic NATO alliance. Statement comes after Ukraine approved a list of actions the U.S. has promised to take to avert a military crisis. Um, I've seen this analogy made quite a bit, and I know you hate social media, but I, I wonder if it's worth exploring. You know, we have thousands of people a day crossing the border legally into this country, correct? Is that safe to assume? Yes. And we're basically doing not much about it, right? Yes. But yet we're going to get involved with Russia and Ukraine. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. You, you would think that our That's borders... That's very puzzling, are, isn't it? You would think our borders are yeah. probably a little bit more important. Well, what should we do there? Uh, what, what, do you, what would you suggest? Well, I would suggest something as opposed to nothing, which we're currently doing. Don't you guys agree? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I do. Yeah. Finish the, the wall. The Justice Department is investigating the fake slates of electors that declared Donald Trump falsely the victor of the 2020 election in seven swing states that Joe Biden had, in fact, won. 
Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco told CNN in an interview, our prosecutors are looking at those. I can't say anything else because it's an ongoing investigation. Lawmakers, state officials, and the House Committee investigating the January 6th riot have asked the department to look into the role played by the fake electors and the documents they submitted to the National Archives. In some cases, top Republican Party officials in those seven states signed the false documents, according to copies posted online. If investigators determine Trump's allies created the fake slates to improperly influence the election, they could be charged with falsifying voting documents, mail fraud, or even a conspiracy to defraud the United States. It's unclear whether the Republican Party officials and others who submitted the documents did so on their own or at the behest of the Trump campaign. Can we stop a second back up? Joe, <clears throat> um, care to expound on finish the wall? Well, we got to do something. Uh you Our southern just, border? Yeah. You, you can't just continue to have it open. doesn't work. No, it does not. And then right. the American taxpayers are on the hook for medical care and education, and these are unvaccinated people, and it's a horrid, horrid mess. I don't have the answer. but the, I, I agree with all that, but the wall was a boondoggle. Well. I mean... Well, <laughs> All the money that was uh, defrauded in that. Yeah. And then, of oh. course, people were climbing the wall and jumping Another over Another Doc it, Durant uh, story. Huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. I just uh, I was curious. I wanted to hear more. Thank you. The SAT exam will move from paper and pencil to digital format, according to administrators. They say the shift will boost its relevancy as more colleges make standardized, te- uh, standardized tests optional for admission. Test takers will be allowed to use their own laptops or tablets, but they'll still have to sit for the test at a monitored testing site. Everyone gets an A. (laughs) The format change is scheduled to roll out internationally next year and in the U.S. in 2024. It'll cut an hour off of the current version, bringing the reading, writing, and math assessment from three hours to about two. Once essential for college application, scores from admission tests like the SAT and the ACT carry less weight today as colleges and universities pay more attention to the sum of student achievements and activities throughout high school. Don't waste your time, kids, unless you have something very specific in mind, because that academy is uh, universally failed. (laughs) I don't care where you go. Unless you have some specific, narrowly defined discipline uh, that you intend to follow, don't even bother. Right. from the lap of Uncle Joe. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, available for motivational spreading at a field university near you. <laughs> what the hell are you doing here? Robert F. Kennedy well, Jr. Wait a minute. What did Judge Smale say? Well, the world needs ditch diggers, too. too. Remember the episode of Mary Tyler Moore where uh, the Ted Knight character, what was his name on the show? Uh, Ted. Yeah. He he had a journalism right? school, yeah, and one ten. student showed up yeah. and one made him to teach every word that he was going to do. Yeah. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. apologizing yesterday after critics, including members of his own family, blasted him for applying that Anne, uh, for implying that Anne Frank had more freedom in hiding from the Nazis than people have had today under U.S. vaccination oh. policies. Oh, boy. 
He tweeted, I apologize for my reference to Anne Frank, especially to families that suffered the Holocaust horrors. Uh, Kennedy is the son of Robert F. Kennedy, the late U.S. Senator and presidential candidate, nephew of John F. Kennedy. He spoke at an anti-vax mandate rally in Washington where he likened vaccination policies to totalitarian, uh, totalitarian leadership. He said that to defeat the mandates rally, even in Hitler's Germany, you could cross the Alps into Switzerland. You could hide in an attic like Anne Frank did. Frank was a Jewish teenager who was in hiding in the Netherlands when the Nazis were in power, and Robert apparently didn't make it to the end of the story. She was eventually found, died in a concentration camp during the Holocaust. His sister, Carrie, denounced his comment, saying that Bobby's lies and fear-mongering are both sickening and destructive. I strongly condemn him. And his wife, I did not know this, he's married to Cheryl Hines. Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't know wife. that. How did yeah, a Kennedy get so far off the woke train? Yeah, well, he's he's been a little nuts uh, yeah. for a long so time. He's, he's also the one with the uh, started the thing about the uh, you know the uh, windmills. Yep, he yeah. started that too. The uh, whole but thing. But he doesn't that. want to see him. Oh, right. that's where windmilling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. windmilling yeah. came yeah. from. And of course, uh, that means Cheryl Hines is just getting the s kicked out of her on Twitter. Probably. Well, she uh, she also. Uh, had some things to say. Uh, she said, my husband's reference to Anne Frank at the mandate rally was reprehensible and insensitive. The atrocities that millions endured during the Holocaust should never be compared to anyone or anything. His opinions are not a reflection of my own. Is that, is that what you want to see on Twitter, your wife saying that? Maybe yeah. Well, when your wife goes after you, you're... Well, never mind. You know, yeah, in Joe. Our, yeah, in Joe. Our case, How's that work? Joe? Yeah, in our case, uh, you know, <laughs> never mind. I retract that statement. In uh, Alabama, the trial of a limestone county man who allegedly kept a squirrel supplied with methamphetamine to make it attack people has been delayed. What? Mickey? Yeah, he, he gave it meth so it would attack people. Mickey yes. Joel Polk's trial was scheduled to start Monday, but it was continued until February 28th, according to court documents. Polk faces charges for possession of a wild animal, a stolen property, and possession of a weapon by a felon. Uh, Polk, 39 years old, will face other charges later, according to court records. He was arrested December 23rd of last year on charges of chemical endangerment and trafficking methamphetamine, as well as some drug and weapons charges. According to documents, Polk was indicted also in June of 2021 for the same charges. Manhunt began for him in June of 2019 when a drug bust in Athens turned up meth, ammunition, and body armor, and a caged squirrel. Before, <laughs> before authorities acted on a search warrant, they were told that Polk fed meth to the squirrel to keep it aggressive. The sheriff's office said they eventually just released the squirrel into a wooded area. Oh, boy. Lime oh, boy. <laughs> Limestone County Sheriff Mike Blakely said there was no safe way to test the squirrel for meth. Why not just kill the damn thing? Uh, yeah, I've We're not a, short of squirrels. I've got an idea. Teach the squirrel how to swim. <laughs> right. Jeez. <laughs> the squirrel had garnered national fame when the story came to light back then. Polk released a video the day after the bust with a squirrel he claimed was the same one released by sheriff's deputies. He denied that he had fed any squirrels. Okay, we've got to keep an eye on this guy because this is good fodder for the uh, Krabby Coffee Shop show. It's right up there with right. the ferret story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Maybe we'll yeah. do animal stories next week. Get me some ferrets. Thank you, John. You bet. Why don't we return shortly? 
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron rust and odor filtration systems, and of course, drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. They will cut down on salt usage and protect all of your appliances. Trust me when I say bad water affects nearly every single aspect of your home. Your showers are better, your laundry is better, not to mention your drinking water. And another underrated aspect of this, a brand new state-of-the-art Connecticut water treatment system helps the resale value of your home. Please get in touch with my friends at Hoffman Water today. I had my Connecticut system installed years ago and it has made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Call them today for that free water analysis, 952-894-4040, or you can just visit them online today at HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water, proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You're Joe Walsh. <laughs> yeah. I can hear that. Uh, big welcome back to Aim High Construction MN.com. Go to that address, get on the list right now. Um, they're the best. They can tackle just about any construction job that uh, you're planning. And by just about any, I mean, yeah, all of them. <laughs> Roofing, siding, decking, remodels, new construction, restoration, even commercial jobs. AMI Construction can help you the whole way from the very beginning to design consultation to, to everything. I can't believe I even used Aim High to get myself a new air conditioner unit. That's how amazing they are. Uh, full service, I'm talking. Obsessed with quality craftsmanship, uh, honesty. They work out of Minnesota and Wisconsin, western Wisconsin. Uh, and, of course, all their work and products are guaranteed. We used them uh, at our place in Minneapolis. It really drove up our equity, uh, and we got a nice price. Uh, and I really have to thank Aim High Construction for that. Uh, be sure to tell Chris you're a GLer, uh, and you uh, listen to GL and the Krabby Show when you uh, call or message him. Again, it's aimhighconstructionmn.com. I sense that our souls are troubled. Oh, very much so. And I have two delightful pieces of information. Okay. To possibly soothe our troubled midwinter souls. Volunteers counted nearly 250,000 Western monarch butterflies during the annual Thanksgiving tally, a 100-fold increase from the prior wow. year, cool. offering a glimmer of hope for the declining butterfly population. I just think that's wonderful, wonderful news. Hi, everybody. How are you? I like butterflies. Yes, I do. I like butterflies. How about, How you? about you? Well, they're so pretty, and uh, we don't want them to disappear. Okay, and we have here, a... here just going a little. Okay. Well, I mean, it's me nice. A, we, they're not well, they're, disappearing. Yeah, they're, no, they're cool. They fly up on my deck, and they oh, land I on love my butterfly. arm. The creepiest, that kind of thing. It's very the cool. Yeah. There's nothing creepy about a butterfly. No, listen, pal, you've never been over to the butterfly booth at the state fair. Yes, I have. It's the I've creepiest thing it. I have ever seen. You couldn't pay me enough to go in there and get uh, urinated on by butterflies. No, thank you. You know what? So that you was... don't... I'm sorry. Ken. You don't let butterflies land on you if you're sitting. Oh, oh hell no! I, I swat them. 
Get rid of them. Hello, little butterfly. Exactly. I'm Morgan Cuey Wolf Slattery, Euphorian. Our Mother the Earth is our common home, precious, perishable, and belonging to all of us. Our mother is threatened now more than ever. No, not really. Does your community have a vision for its future? Sustainability starts in your community. Today is Earth Day, but it's also Car Free Day, Equity and Environment Day, Earth Week, Earth Month, Anti-Deforestation Day, Crime Victim Rights Week, Volunteer Week, Reading is Fun Week, Playground Safety Week, Turn Off the TV Week, Bring Your Daughter to Work Day, mm-hmm. Harbor Day Week, Kiss Your Mate Week. Come on, euphorians, let's try to concentrate on one thing. Say global warming or cooling, no, no warming. Yes, cooling. Yep. The dangers of heat stroke. No, frostbite. Frostbite. Well, okay. okay. Happy Earth Day. <laughs> you were uh, kind of teetering on a little bit of that with your butterfly. Uh, then I have the news out of Fargo, North Dakota, that Roger Cram and his son Wyatt are going to take their two 1973 John Deere snowmobiles and recreate the uh, once very popular Winnipeg 500 snowmobile race from Winnipeg to St. Paul when the St. Paul Winter Carnival still had some some life to it. Cool. And uh, they set out Monday to recreate the route from Winnipeg to the Twin Cities. That, That ran from the late 60s through the early 80s. In fact, it was a highlight of the Winter Carnival. That's the thing I covered one year and never yep. saw it. <laughs> it was Dad's idea, Wyatt Cram said, of his 67-year-old father. Aside from the ride planning, we rebuilt all of our sleds from the ground up. Every bearing nut and bolt has been touched, so they're mechanically ready to go. It's also the 50th anniversary of the John Deere snowmobiles, which was one of a number of snowmobiles that hit the market in the 70s. In the infancy of snowmobile development at the time, there were more brands of sleds than cars. Wow. And I did not know that until I, I read this piece. I did not know that. We yeah. had John Deere, uh, Polaris, Skidoo, and Snowjet in my small town. All in your town? Yeah. Wow. Yep. And they, we were actually labeled as the, well, we labeled ourselves as the snowmobile capital of the world. <laughs> it's not just days on the sleds. The Elder Cram is a Navy veteran, and the duo are also raising money for the Honor Guard members who come to pay respects at every funeral of every veteran. Specifically, the fundraising goal is constructing a memorial chapel at the Fargo National Cemetery. It's kind of a crazy deal, 500 miles, but we'll give it our best, Wyatt said. Rather than ending in St. Paul on Saturday, the Crams will conclude their trek in Elk River, the site of a vintage snowmobile expo. They'll also be supported by a mechanic hauling a heated trailer equipped with tools and spare parts. Nice. To follow the father and son's snowmobile journey, go to their Facebook page to buy raffle tickets for a vintage snowmobile they helped rebuild. to the for their cemetery chapel project, go to www.i-500challenge.com. That is cool. Let me yeah. tell you something about John Deere. I think the first ones came out in '71, based on a skidoo design, and uh, these things they were solid. Mm-hmm. That's the only positive thing. You could drive a John Deere into a brick wall, wide open, 
and of course it would kill you, but another rider could come and pick up your sled <laughs> right. and drive it away. Right. And everybody laughed at them because they were green and black, and um, they were just a, a laughing stock until 1976 when the John Deere Liquidator and Liquifier came out, and they actually won. I think his name, it was Brian Nelson, won that race on a John Deere. But you told me earlier off the air, John Deere no longer makes snowmobiles. They sold out in about 82, and oh, uh, ironically, uh, they sold out to Polaris. Didn't Harley-Davidson make them at one time? Yeah, yeah. And, and John Deere had um, Kawasaki engines in uh, in them and CCW engines, whatever they Mercury were. Mercury made one. Uh, uh, Mercury also, um, absolute crap cans, like you said, you mm -hmm. can tip over sitting still yep. until uh, they decided to really take racing seriously if I remember right, it was 1975 when every independent racer was on a Mercury Snow Twister, and they were unbeatable. It was a fantastic year for racing. More brands than cars. That's that's amazing. I did not know that. Is nope. there now? These guys are trying to recreate it. Would there be enough interest today, Kenny, as there was like back when Joe oh, covered this race? That would be so fun. But the difference is with these two guys. Is they're taking it easy? I'm hoping yeah, they they're are. not they're taking a week to do it. They're not jumping driveways. They're, right. they're not getting frostbite. They're not driving on one ski. They're not cheating and driving. They're not knocking right, over mailboxes right down the middle of highways. <laughs> right. uh, and it sounds like a lot of fun. I, yeah. I think it would be a blast. When I uh, was doing a little research on all this earlier, when we talked about it, did you know the slogan "Nothing runs like a deer" started with their snowmobiles? Really? Yeah, I did. Yeah, know that's that. where it came from. I huh. did not yeah, snowmobiles. And, and it was such a clever marketing ploy because snowmobiles were very popular then. And John Deere, there, I don't think there is a group that's more loyal than the John Deere folks. Oh, I no doubt. Well, I'm the looking John at a picture Deere crowd, of their. Oh I'm, my God! I'm looking love. at a picture of their sleds, and they look terribly handsome. I, I'm sure they've been retor restored meticulously. Those liquefiers were silver uh, and uh, low slung and sexy and fast. And uh, Brian Nelson was a hell of a rider. He, won, I think, hmm. it was '76 that he won. Yeah. My first accident was on a John Deere snowmobile. Was it? Yes. Jump the train tracks. <laughs> was it green or black? It was black with a very short, uh, uh, what do you call windshield? it? Windshield. Thank you. Was it a JDX? That I'd, I'd text my brother. He would know in a second, but I, I can't remember. Right. All right. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalonga, South Africa. It's on this day. Today, January 26th. Lucius, uh, on this day, in 1836, Lucius F. Hubbard is born in Troy, New York, after arriving in Minnesota in 1857. He would establish and edit the newspaper Red Wing Republican and would serve as a general in the Civil War and in the Spanish-American War. He would be the ninth governor of the state, serving from 1882 to 1887. His second term lasted three years to cover the legislature's change to biennial sessions. During his tenure, the Railroad and Warehouse Commission would be established. He died Feb 5, 1913. Hubbard County is named in his honor. Hmm. Hennepin, Houston, Hubbard are your H counties. Any relation? No, I don't think so. No. Okay. On this day in 1861, Frank O. Loden is born near Sunrise City, now Sunrise, and later moves to Illinois where he becomes a lawyer and marries Florence daughter of George M. Pullman, the wealthy inventor of the railway sleeping car. 
After Pullman's death, Loudon would manage some of the Car King's enterprises, serve in Congress, become governor of Illinois, lose the nomination for president, and decline a vice presidential nomination. I don't know why that ranks as a day in Minnesota history. The guy didn't spend much time here. Well, don't we like to claim anybody that spent about six yeah. seconds in this state? On this day in 1924, <laughs> Minneapolis policeman George Kramer fatally shot Peter C. Johnson with a sawed-off shotgun in a dark basement as Johnson attempted to crack open a safe and his assistant, William Carlson, that his assistant uh, stole during a robbery. And on this well, day... Today. In 1942, Private Milburn Hankey of Hutchinson, serving with the American Expeditionary Force is the first enlisted man deployed to Europe in World War II. Hmm. And finally, on this day, on this day, today, in 1949, 3M, Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing, announced the invention of a machine for the mass recording of magnetic audio tape. Wow. So there was the the beginning of uh, using audio tape for recordings. I don't know how it was done before then. On uh, on wax Direct discs, disc. yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's this day in history. Uh, I I didn't get the question before he moved on, but they started the the race. The, the, these two gentlemen this this past Monday is that what you said? Yeah, they're not racing. They're no, just I, recreating the, the trail. The route. They they try they yeah. they re- did the route this Monday. That that had to have been a bit chilly. I starting, would think so. Starting I mean, up if, there. I'm, if you've got some spare time to kill, just look up the I five hundred and watch the um the tapes from the early seventies. Yeah. These guys were insane. Well, they were really. racing for a pile of dough, weren't they? Uh, yeah, but it was you know thirty below, yeah. and they're freezing their noses off, and they're running absolute junk, and some of them are coming in with one ski yep. on and broken really? legs. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah, it was a, just a carnage fest. Yeah. What was the prize? Do you have that in front? Only five grand or something. Wow, Which... I, lo- I might have lost my leg, but. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I believe it ended on Lake Phelan when it was a, a winter carnival affiliated event. It went from Winnipeg to Lake Phelan. And how many days was it for you? Well, it was a it's race. A three-day race. They tried to do it at least three days. Three days, okay. And yep. Lake Phelan also used to have winter uh, uh, car racing on the lake, which is really cool. Hmm. And that's, those times seem to have passed. Oh, that wouldn't fly now, would it? I guess not. No. No. Thank you, GLers. Thank you. GLers, do us a favor and hit us up on our Garage Logic YouTube page where you can just hit that subscribe button and be entertained for hours as you go down the Garage Logic YouTube rabbit hole. You can also see more coverage of the show on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter platforms. And also don't forget to download the PodMN app where when you listen to Garage Logic daily, you have the chance to win prizes just for listening to the show. That's through the PodMN app. We'll catch you tomorrow.